Welcome everyone to our domestic supply chain summit. Happy to have you all here today and very excited because we've got a wonderful guest with us. Of course, in this fireside chat, we're going to be discussing past trends of 2023 witnessed by equipment manufacturers in our space. And in particular, we're going to jump into the future and what that holds for this sector of the industry as well. And what better team to have on here than Wabash themselves with us representing them is Tim Greasegrammer, the vice president of sales over at the company. Tim, thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Grace. Excited to be here. Yeah, uh, very excited to have you here. Like I said, big fan of your team and everything that you've been focused on, especially in just forward thinking and, and what uh, equipment manufacturers and especially uh, uh, parts uh, manufacturers and and uh what the future of that industry holds within our space today as we of course uh look a little bit more forward thinking uh and we'll get into all that here in a second but let's start off as of course being December, the end of the year let's look back at 2023 and and for you and your team what have been some challenges and opportunities that you've witnessed through the past 12 months yeah uh thanks for the question uh, you know coming out of 2022 i i mean i if you look back, we felt overall demand for trailers and equipment was extremely high. And at the same time, you, you were reading headlines about labor rates and long lead times on parts and components and things that go into the equipment. Uh, and it kind of left customers uh, in a spot where it just market-wise, they overall industry, they weren't able to get enough equipment to support their aggressive growth targets. I mean, the, the customers we were working with were having incredible uh, growth in quarters, uh, quarter over quarter. So... Um, all that says it puts us in a spot now where demand will likely kind of return to normal as uh, many fleets still do need replacement, but they've scaled back some of the growth aspects of, uh, as you know, as you guys know, well, now logistics, uh, as a whole has been kind of at a spot for a while. Um, I'm, I'm really proud to, uh, say that Wabash stayed true to our vision and some of the things you opened up with on, enhancing supplier relationships from an, for with our long-term agreements um we've uh, that helps us stabilize our supply we've enhanced customer relationships through long-term agreements and then we've been able to launch capabilities in parts and services and trailers as a service so i was proud of the fact that we continue to move forward in in uh in a time where you're starting to feel things normalize a little bit yeah i think uh definitely a rough time for especially those carriers out there the individuals right actually using your equipment over on a day-to-day -day basis and uh it's you know over here at freeways i think we've been overly surprised at uh how how well they've stuck in this market right and i think uh leveraging their equipment properly watching uh what exactly they're bringing in for uh every trailer that they might have invested in uh it clearly has been a, a big uh concern and i am interested too as as we get into this new year and possibly see a turnaround of that market i i agree with you i think uh we'll see individuals start to reinvest in that equipment in particular uh which you know hopefully because that's the best thing about this industry, right? It's just so cyclical uh, that that investment has to come in at, at some point. I want to elaborate a little bit on those uh, strategic uh, assets in particular in this industry and, and really the role of, of trailers and using them in, 
a an advantageous way, right? Not just, of course, uh, uh, having it always connected to your trailer. We see more power only offerings in the space and, and companies like Freightvana, Repower and many out, out there thinking of ways to, to attack kind of like trailer pooling and leveraging these assets in a more, again, strategic way. Can you touch on that and really how that uh, is going into Wabash's long-term vision of this industry? Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned Freya Bonner. They're a great partner. Uh, reality is, you know, we, the way we see the macro trends, you know, e-commerce is creating a, a ton of inefficiency in the network. Um, and so, you know, talk about driver wait times, detention, difficulty getting appointments, parking, all that stuff, you know, is going to have an impact on the trailer. Um, and, and, how like companies like Freyvano or others are trying to serve shippers starts to get a little more complex and dynamic in that space. So um, I use the word nimbleness because our our customers are having to be more nimble to win freight and serve those customers. So we have to start thinking about that. How do we be more nimble in that in that in, in that space? So. The traditional idea of just buying and selling a trailer, uh, it, that's not going to be enough. We have to think about different ways that we can insert that capacity into the marketplace, just like our customers have to think about more dynamic ways through API quoting and winning business that way. We might have to think of more uh, nimble ways to kind of provide capacity to those customers as they are trying to meet that demand uh, for their for the shippers. Um, and, and that includes, you know, traditional asset-based companies that might, you know, you have large fleets that have brokerages and are exploring power-only solutions. And then there's a lot of asset-like co- companies uh, that uh, will need those as- access to that capacity as well to serve those markets. So uh, I think the constructs of traditional agreements are, are shifting and changing. Um, and we, ha- we have to think about that as well. Yeah, and, and I think one big service and platform in particular that you're working on that showcases that is your trailers as a service. And as a freight tech nerd and a, a big SaaS fan over here, I love seeing an addition to that, uh, I'd say, a maybe buzzword space in particular. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, trailers as a service and, and how that uh, offering is going to evolve uh, into the next year as well? Yeah, and I'll give you a little context to it. You know, in my former life, prior to Wabash, I spent 20 years with one of the largest 3PLs in the world, and it was my job to try to, you know, lead a strategic accounts team focused on some of the larger shippers in the world. And in that time, I saw like this just massive demand for if you didn't have a, a solution on a trailer pool, you were you were missing out on hundreds of millions of dollars of business. You couldn't even bid on it because the larger shippers of the world are like, nope, I, I'm only going to focus on people who have a trailer solution. And then not even with those large annual RFPs, but in between, think about peak season, uh, you know, there's hurricane season where there's trailers required, Thanksgiving turkeys, go, you, you go down the list. Um, and working for a non-asset-based company, I was a little terrified of the concept of understanding how to maintain a trailer, especially when I was looking at some pretty strict contracts and penalties if something were to happen. So with TAS, we kind of looked to solve some of that um, if you think about our history, we spent, you know, one of the buzzwords is the ecosystem. We've, we've spent the past 30 years building an ecosystem of suppliers because we've had to. Uh, we have, we have, I feel we have one of the best nationwide dealer networks who have capability to repair, do service, mobile repair. Um, we have technology partners. And 
and we have a great customer portfolio. So with tasks, we kind of look to meet those dynamic capacity needs that our customers and shippers see and do it in a way that hasn't been done today with a high focus really on helping not only have fleets get access to trailer capacity, that's the most basic aspect of it, but really to focus on uptime and how do we make sure that those trailers don't break down. And so TAS really um, is a combination of access to capacity, but it's also, uh, we have a managed care team that helps keep the trailers on the road through preventative maintenance, a high degree of telematics that signal when something may be going wrong with the trailer. And then we alert those fleets when there's something going on. So it's it's a really... Um, it, it, you know, you combine that plus the ecosystem, it's pretty powerful because you need knowing that something's broken is one thing, but actually having an ecosystem that can get it repaired is another thing. So we feel like we have that. Um, and that, I think there's benefits for small carriers as well as shippers and fleets. I mean, um, one of the challenges a small carrier face uh, in a power only solution is they're pick, they may be picking up a trailer. They don't really know what they're picking up. Are they picking up a damaged trailer? What do they do then? They're going to miss an on-time delivery. And so with that key tenants of uptime, a small owner operator knows when they're picking up one of our task trailers, it is it is already has preventive maintenance done on it and it's ready to rock. It's not, it's not going to break down in the middle. And if it does, we have the ecosystem to repair it. Um, and then for shippers and fleets, I remember the days at my old job of needing 98, 99% on-time delivery to keep, keep uh, my business. Um, and, um, I also remember the times when we've heard of a breakdown due to a trailer, which can erode delivery for a shipper and eventually erode their margins. So again, back to that uptime point is kind of the, the differentiator um, using the technology and the ecosystem. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a big reason that I was a big proponent of having Wabash a part of this event is because of this offering and another one I'd like to touch on here in a second. But this kind of livelihood and of what we even view in an OEM in this space and how it's going to change over time. And it's, it's, it's going to be this aftermarket services that this right here is providing. That's the next generation of, of what I think we'll be reporting on when it comes to OEMs, right? As, as we start to really, I'd say, enhance the life cycle, right, of our equipment and, I mean, even as we start to get into electric vehicles, right, and, and more of the actual uh, 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 cab uh, uh, manufacturers, right, they're going to be having to to elongate the the lifetime of those customers because those products just won't break down as much as they had in the past. So you're not like reselling them a new equipment as much, and I think. I, I get really excited when I see what Wabash is doing because you guys have just kind of like owned that and and understood that as a team. And that's why for audience out there, I, I really wanted you to kind of present these areas that you're going to see these offerings become more and more uh, uh, advanced and, and, and shown within OEMs across our industry in particular. And there's, there's another part of that too, speaking of part of that, and parts as well. I, can you tell us a little bit about the partnerships that you've had and, and building that ecosystem of, of parts uh, throughout the U.S. too. Yeah, um, but, you know, we really started on this path a couple of years ago and, and uh, had a joint venture with a parts distribution company to really kind of build that out and getting, give us that distribution arm for parts. Um, you know, as we look at uh, combining that, we've also um, a couple of years ago started our digital transformation. And 
as we did that, we started to realize, you know what, we 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 need some help here. So our, our most recent joint venture is with a company called Fernway Group, which is really going to take that ecosystem I talked about earlier and digitize it in a, in a way that we needed help on. So so they're going to really accelerate a lot of those efforts that um, that 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 we we had a vision for, but we just need we needed the horsepower to be able to do it. So we're excited, really excited about that joint venture. They're going to really help accelerate. Everything we've been trying to do in the part, the e-commerce platform, as well as trailers as a service, and really connecting those dots uh, in a way that um, that 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 we're excited about, and that that really builds on that trailers as a service and the full solution. So it's exciting, exciting time for sure. Uh, I want to touch back on that point you just made, and sitting with the team, realizing the the more technical. Uh, uh, growth that your team could have when it comes to providing these services after, you know, that part is bought or after that trailer is bought in particular. Uh, can you tell me how that energy is going to transfer into 2024 and, and maybe opportunities that you see arising, uh, within the, the OEM space, within the trailer space, uh, and, and what you may, might be doubling down on into, uh, the next year as well? Yeah, you know, I, I think um, there's a couple things I'll, I'll talk about as we think about 2024. I mean, you know, we talked earlier about the marketplace, I, I, just the market in general. I, I do, I do think that word "normal" C is 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 a real term, and kind of returning back to that. Um, I think a lot of the things that we have done with with TAS and aftermarket that's it's a huge strategic focus for ours from a, from a growth perspective. And then you combine what Fernway is doing to help us with the digital digital aspect of things. I think that that is that is our biggest focus as we move forward. We uh, last week we it, it, we've changed the whole culture of the company really. And even last week we had something called the AI symposium to get the whole company thinking about it was a company wide meeting to get the whole company thinking about artificial intelligence um, and how we can think differently. And you know people were coming up with really good ideas on, you know, imagine a future where, you know, a trailer's going down the road. We already know because we have the predictive analytics that there's a problem with it. That already signals a, supply, uh, a repair shop that, hey, there's something coming. You know, you, you can create a lot of those different examples. And so the team had a lot of fun just coming up with different ideas on, um, you know, really how to unlock AI, which even a year ago wasn't something people were even really thinking about it at, you know at the work not leaders were thinking about it but now it's company-wide right and and so that that was a really cool meeting that we had to kind of really think about um and ideate how we come up with that and then our you know our customers give us a lot of great ideas too that you know that it, it's you know we have a lot of great customers that are progressive and forward thinking and and um, so our understanding of their demand signals and their challenges is really informing us on how we need to think about it as well well, I'll say this. Uh, I might, I got some freight tech goosebumps going on right here because I, 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 that's the stuff that gets me excited. And I think you're right. People aren't, uh, considering that fact, right? That we're going to get to a point where we have, uh, a, an idea of, like you said, where this equipment will be, when it will likely break down and, and just create, right? More 
you think about trickling down, now carriers on the road, more or less breakdowns, everyone is happy, right? So uh, I love that. Uh, Tim, I want to say thank you to you and your team for, again, being so forward thinking and and bringing these uh, products to the table. I'm very excited to see how it evolves into 2024 as well. And for our audience, go check out everything that they're doing and and how this space is going to evolve over the next decade or so. Until then, enjoy the rest of our summit today and I'll talk with you all soon. Thank you, Grace. Great, great thing you're doing here. I love how you connect the people. So it's, that is what is needed. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. Thanks.